Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on your home with the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3. The fan, Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to uh, Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. And shout out to you for rocking with us on this Wednesday evening. One more hour of the program for you this evening. Um, and then we will hand you over to some snacks. Snacks. Uh, on the fish. E- but yeah, uh, and that'll get you towards uh, game day. We are moving you closer and closer to game day for your Dallas Cowboys as they take on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and so that will happen tomorrow after, uh, you know, various programs. Sean and RJ, KNC Masterpiece, G-Bag Nation, and then we'll get you going on to uh, Cowboys Seahawks. Just counting down the time. I know Sneaks that's- up on you, man. It feels like the game was just the other day. Like, it feels like it was just Thanksgiving. We're already right back to another Cowboy game. I think, I think it's because it was Thanksgiving and you had some time. You know, well, I guess you were you were doing work. That's yeah. the thing is, like, now you're in that grind where welcome to radio. Um, at a certain, no days off. At a certain 24/7. level, uh, vacations for others are work days for you. And Correct. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, it's it's definitely moved along on this. And we're, we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting closer to um, – the playoffs when it really matters, because I know for me personally, I've been a little annoyed by the talk about, oh, man, these teams aren't any good. But it's also tough. Like, yeah, this is what's on the schedule, and this is the part of the schedule that we kind of just have to work through and wait for. But everybody wants interesting games, right? Everybody wants get to em. get to the end. We're going to get them. We're getting close to them. It starts with Seattle tomorrow, and then it gets really going. But we don't look ahead, right? Well, nope. actually, I can look ahead. I don't play on a team. Hey, Who cares, no. right? But uh, everybody's really looking forward to not this Sunday, but the Sunday afterwards when – it becomes Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles week part two of the season. That's when it's gonna get real. They lose, I'm coming in, I'm coming into work crying. I'm coming I, into work crying. I, you don't have to come into work crying. You should probably get the crying done before. No, no, I'll be I'll be li- gonna still be crying. At I'll that be point. live on the air because I've been talking hot mess all season. I'm talking about how they're gonna take care. If they if they lose, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real sad on the radio. That I don't day. know that anybody wants to hear you. Well, you know, maybe some people do. I don't True know. True emotions. <laughs> Look. If there's one thing that we'll give you, we'll definitely give you true money. Buddy, that day on the fan will be crazy. But you know what? We don't have to. We got Tom. We'll get there. We got Tom. We will start with tomorrow with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know. There's not really a good way to talk about this one in particular um, in the National Basketball Association as we're getting you headlines on this Wednesday night. Um, this started kind of on social media as some things seem to do or a lot of things seem to do. Uh, with Josh Giddy, who is a oh wow, we're talking about that. It is it is <laughs> it is news. We were, it is headlines. I didn't know we were going there. <laughs> Look, this is the nice thing about not running point on the show. If you want to, you can sit back and just let this happen, baby. I oh can, no, I got which you know say. what? Probably know we not the best parlance to use here. I probably should use better parlance. But you know what? You can just you can let me handle it if necessary. <sighs> if you want to hop in, feel free. However, you know Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball player uh, of Australian descent. Um, He's 21 years old, young guy, you know, really has an upward trajectory in this league. However, on social media, relatively recently, maybe a week or two ago, it started being kind of, um, you know, allegations and like pictures and such of him having an, a relationship with, an, with a minor. Um, and so we found out today that Newport Beach, California's police department has, in fact, launched an investigation into the allegations. We know the NBA was looking into it, um, but he's still playing basketball as of right now. Um, and so now Newport Beach, California's police department has inf- indeed launched an investigation into the allegations that Josh Giddy had an inappropriate relationship with the potential minor. Um, in a statement released earlier today, the police department said, quote, it is aware of information being circulated online um, involving the allegations and they're seeking more information on Friday. The NBA, like I said, Friday, the NBA said it was looking into them. 
Um, and him himself, Josh Giddy said, I understand the question when he was asked about this, but he said he's not providing any further comment right now. The, the Thunder, for the most part, have, you know, kind of said uh, that, you know, it's a personal matter. They're not talking about it. But TMZ actually reported the news of it coming through. And they also reported earlier today that uh, the family of the minor is not cooperating as of right now. So I don't I don't want to, like, do any level of, uh, you know, insinuation on what could what that could mean. Um, but make of that what you will. The family is not wanting to uh, cooperate with the investigation. And that's as far as we know right now. But that's something that's happening in the NBA right now. I, I will add that I've seen another video surfacing of them at the club together. And that's kind of been when people are trying to defend maybe that she was of age. Is that people have been pointing to, well, she was at a club. It's 21 and up. Did she lie about her age? And that's kind of the... The, the other talking point of it, obviously, none of us know. We're not in the investigation. We're just going to see what comes out of it. But it's just kind of a messy situation. It's nothing you want one of your building pieces to be involved with, with Mr. Giddy and this whole thing. So definitely tricky. Um, and the, the NBA, I almost said the NFL, the NBA will take care of it and do their due diligence. I believe Adam Silver has always been one of those guys to lay down the law. When it comes down to this stuff, well, so. this, this is really the tough part about that portion of it is because, look, man, they, a lot of times we've started turning to our sports leagues and looking at them to be to parse out morality mm-hmm. in ways that we typically, in in a, like a more perfect society, we anticipate um, whatever the you know authorities uh, in play to do. But the problem is the authorities at play typically in these instances, police aren't always the best, and uh, the legal system as well, I don't want to leave that out, like the larger that, um, you know, way of talking about it, have not always been the best at handling these things, and so we're in, in, in that vacuum where we're like, we're looking for some level of, I guess, justice, we're like, well, you're, doing, you're, you're the employer, do something about it, and they, you know, and I don't just mean the NBA, the NFL, you know, various different sports leagues and such. They do what they can to try and appease their audience because it's a forward-facing product, and you know you want to be on the in the good graces of your audience and match their kind of uh, views on things. But it's it's not. I want to acknowledge it's not an easy place to be, even if you know I have criticisms for the way that they handle it, because we are in fact kind of asking something that's really difficult, which is you be better at this than our legal system and our police are, and sometimes that could be tough. And I guess that's that's the most neutral way that I can have. Uh, a discussion about this uh, when it comes down to this, but uh, yes, um, but yeah, uh, people are mentioning John Morant uh, having you know being suspended, but Josh Giddy not. John Morant, obviously, the thing about John Morant is I think that he currently is in that twenty-five game suspension more because he was out here wild and not just like the wild, you know, you know, twirling that gun and whatever. They had had conversations about hey, don't do this more, no mm-hmm. more, and he was like, all right, cool. And then he went right back to doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was more of a, why are you out here embarrassing And Jaws me? was on his own personal friend's account and his own personal account. This sure. was something, this is speculation. Oh, this I'm, is- I'm, I'm not even, like, doing that level of comparison. I'm just pointing out that, like, honestly, the John Morant, the suspension, the, the big suspension is not, re- in my estimation, the way that I view it is, it's not actually because he was out here twirling the gun. It's because it's, like, the level of defiance after they had come to an agreement. I think that that's offender. really I think that's really more for me the way that I viewed it. Uh and I don't know, did you did you kind of view it the same? I, I view I, I I agree. I viewed it the same where he was a repeat offender. He's done something. He went into the commissioner's office, said he swore not to do it again, and then you find him back here 
weeks, months later, doing the exact same thing to a, a further extent when you already have gun kind of accusations and the whole pointing the laser and all that stuff. So I, I see why the NBA didn't. I think they did the right thing suspending him. I honestly, I thought he was going to get more than 20. What was it, 25 games? That was going to be more than that. What was it? Is 25 right? Was yes, what he got? 25 I, I is thought what it was going to be 50. Yeah, 25 personally. is what he's serving to start this serving. I like NBA season. Like he's got like a jail sentence. He's serving. It is, I mean, 20- he's serving a suspension currently. Um, I, I, I mean, I, is there a different way that you'd like me to phrase it? Um, Inducing. I don't think that that one worked. Um, Keep working on it. We'll, we'll get it theorizing. right. Theorizing. Theorizing. What? Um, Venus. Oh, you're just throwing words out now. Got it. All right, let's move it along uh, in headlines where, obviously, yesterday we got news uh, via Mark Stein that uh, Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Obviously, you know, that comes out, and that's just the first foray in. We're trying to figure out what's more. There's a lot more information. Why, when, how, all the other, uh, you know, W's. Um, But Mark Cuban, one of the things I think people started theorizing is, ooh, We've heard about Mark Cuban's, you know, maybe politics and the ways that he might have aspirations in this. Could this point to an idea of a, you know, presidential run? Well, Mark Cuban said he has no plans to run for president. Um, he was reached by that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was reached by CNBC earlier today. Wrote, he wrote in the NBA he has no plans to run for president in 2024. I mean, I don't think we could speak for the future, whatever. Uh, in addition to obviously selling the stake, he also announced that he was stepping down from Shark Tank yesterday. And so with all that being the case, I know there's a lot of people, you know, getting into various speculations. But at least one thing that we know is that uh, he is not running for president. And so I think we're going to miss him more on Shark Tank. He's still going to be with the Mavs, be courtside, be doing all the regular things mm-hmm. that the naked eye would see. I'm going to miss him on Shark Tank. I, I love how he always invests in small businesses. That's, that show's not going to be the same. Barbara's probably gone too now. She loved Mark. I I wish I could tell you I knew exactly what you were talking about. Wait, do we have any other Shark Tank lovers? Is that not like one of the best shows? Ross, save me. Sorry, I can't save you on this one. Not you know like what? Th- I, this and your subway takes. I, no. I just <laughs> subway. Oh no, I I refuse to end up down this line of uh, this rabbit hole one more time. Um, how about this? We we mentioned it earlier in around the NFL. But it is worth mentioning the Jets have, in fact, opened the practice window for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it maybe does lean to the idea that Aaron Rodgers may, maybe possibly can, in fact, return um, this season after tearing his AC or sorry, not ACL, his Achilles um, in week one, four plays into the Jets season. Um, now, he's obviously said on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday that he's prioritizing his health first and will also consider <laughs> the Jets AFC uh, playoff positioning when gauging whether or not he would return. The Jets are 4-7 and seven right now, and currently 15th out of 16 in the AFC standings. So that that maybe isn't really the best way to go about this, especially considering that Zach Wilson was just benched for Tom uh, for Tim Boyle, who looks like one of the worst quarterbacks to ever play in this league. Uh, Dang, all, man. Are you talking about due, Tim? All due respect. Or Zach? Or Tim, both? Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. How did um, he get in with those college stats? Look, man, I— I've long theorized that being a backup quarterback is significantly more uh, more about being a good person that people like hanging out with. Because really, that's m- most of what you do is just kind of being around, right? Yeah. You're not playing football necessarily, so being like a backup or like a backup backup, like a third string, is honestly more than anything about. We like kicking it with him, and I imagine Tim Boyle is great. I could be a third string quarterback. 
Yeah, but you also have to have the baseline of being able to play quarterback. Wow. Has, has has anyone in the studio seen me play sports? Buddy, if, if you can play you quarterback know? at that level, you'd be making that money somewhere. You don't know. Maybe I'm holding it in. Maybe my true passion was radio, and I didn't want to be a third-string quarterback for the Jets. I could do Tim Boyle's job. And I could hold a clipboard. Close, sorry, I was just going to say, and if you were close, you probably would have been bragging about it to this day. Like, oh, I, I would have been a quarterback. It, it was my knee. I and That's right. It's, it's all. It's always. Everybody has. Everybody has the excuse, right? Go ahead, text it at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. You was gonna be a D one athlete, or you were gonna be a professional player, except blank. Fill in the blank here. On uh, my on, coach, he didn't throw me the ball, yeah, man. Yeah, it was, it was all politics. It was politics, right? If it wasn't for that dastardly knee injury, right? What was it? Uh, the Jets have twenty one days to decide if they're gonna activate Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers from injured reserve. Uh, but apparently uh, Robert Sala emphasized today that Rodgers isn't necessarily getting ready to play games just yet. So He better defy modern medicine. On, on a more kind of serious note, if he actually comes back and plays and is healthy and doesn't get hurt again, is this kind of change how we view Achilles injuries, or is this going to be Aaron Rodgers in a, in a, in a nutshell and it's just him? Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's going to take more than simply Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, we've seen a lot of modern medicine continue to push this thing mm-hmm. forward, right? We've seen things... Uh, that we had previously thought, you know, in, entirely impossible, kind of start to become more and more possible and plausible. And so I don't know that this one individually would make me go, oh, man, everything has changed. But, I mean, it'll it would be, it. It would be kind of crazy. It. 39 years old. And, of course, I understand that, like, when it was torn, it was like the idea is it wasn't entirely torn or whatever. But still, the idea that within, I mean. Less than three months. Yeah, less than three months, you end up back playing football on one of what used to be one of the worst injuries that you could have in yeah. sports. Um, yeah, I mean, that that would be incredible. Um, and I would never, um, I never uh, try and knock that down. Uh, but, yeah, moving along in headlines real quick, I did want to mention this. Um, and Because and, I hadn't mentioned it prior, and it just had been this weird thing that was happening in women's basketball. Angel Reese, who became kind of the star of – the postseason, the women's um, NCAA tournament yep. last year um, in their run to the championship for LSU had not played for something like four games. And there had not been any um, real clarity as to why her head coach, Kim Mulkey at LSU, had basically just been like, I'm going to protect my players, which is kind of confusing because protect them from what? Right. It could protect um, her absence from the team for what? Well, ultimately, uh, I don't know that we're, we're getting any answers in that. However, Angel Reese. Uh, was made available to play tonight um, versus Virginia Tech. So she is back to play um, against November 9th or uh, November. Sorry, they're number nine. My goodness. Um, Virginia Tech. They're actually playing tomorrow. Sorry. Um, and so she she missed four straight games for the number seven Tigers. And it has just been a weird thing there because it's like this is a player who has become a star. And I don't like people speculated it was grades or maybe there was some level of, I don't know, animosity. I don't know. But we didn't get any clarity. However, she is returning back to basketball. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. Shout out to Mokes. She's going to get her players right. I mean, like you said, I don't think this was done without Mokey knowing or signing off on. So she knows what she's doing. She's going to turn LSU back on the right track. They got a little bumpy start. So shout out to Angel back on the team. She's going to get to hooping with her new teammates. So I guess we'll see if it turns out and if, if that little sit out was nothing more than just a little – Bumping the road, if there was more to it, I guess, when we get more details. Uh, on the truckwreck.com text line, we got folks talking about uh, the what-ifs on how everybody, obviously everybody was going to be a pro athlete, except for uh, from the 860, they said, my puck handling skills as a goalie were really bad outside uh, outside the net, and I'm only 5'10", played Division three at least. 
Okay. Can that we was, get the highlights? Send was, the highlights and I'll watch them That was very realistic home. of you. I, I was not, that was not exactly what I was asking for, but I appreciate you being realistic. From the 6A2, I could have been D1 in basketball, but in high school I chose to play football and only football. See, I get that. It's a I hooper. See, I see what happened. Um, they said from the 945, I was going to be a quarterback, but I'm 14. Okay, so you still got it. You still got it. Go, go out there and hoop, young man. We'll see you in the league soon. Um, from the 817, I'm not a QB because uh, I'm not saying that. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that on air. Just sorry. Uh, from the 682, I was going to be a champion boxer, but my chin couldn't take a punch. Well, yeah, that'll that'll do you. That'll, that'll do it. Uh, well, I was going to be Michael Vick, but I couldn't run. Mm. Mm. <laughs> see, it's a lot more fun when it's like, I was going to be, you know, I was going to be, uh, you know, all state and whatever. But, you know, coach had, you know, coach really liked this one guy and he was not better than me. But, you know, he really politics, wasn't. You, you know see, what I mean? You so I didn't, get the, I didn't get the burn that I was supposed to. Like, you know what I mean? Like the dude ahead of me, he was fast. Don't get me wrong. He was fast. But he ain't had hands Ask like Ask him me. who had hands. I had better hands than him. I got the practice tape right and here. And so, Look like, I could catch better. But for some reason, they wanted a wide receiver that could run but couldn't catch. And so I didn't get the burn that I should. And, you know, scouts didn't get to see me. And then I didn't get to go D1. But it was all politics, really. He's telling the story as he works at Home Depot. (laughs) And the other guy's playing at LSU. He's like, yeah, he's all right. I mean, he was whatever. Ross, Ross, what held you back from going D1? No, he he was nice. Don't get me wrong, but I was just nicer. I was honest. You know what I mean? We got the tape. But politics. Uh, What held me back mostly was the fact that I just hated playing football at 3.30 p.m. Oh, you you were just like the indignity of keeping me after school. What is wrong with you? I mean, more than anything, and I kind of thought about this like within the last week, I just, I didn't quite grasp the concept of like working as a team in sports. Like it, it, it sounds dumb, but it took me to switching over to fine arts and like being a part of a band and a choir to be like, oh, okay, I'm a piece of the puzzle. And for some reason that just didn't click with sports. Ross was selling the team in a locker room. Collusion. Collusion, Ross. No, uh, when, I would, when I would walk down the sidelines during games, I'd be like, come on, guys, we're still in this. We're still in this. When we oh, were and losing. nobody wanted to hear that? Oh, man. That's you good, though. You no, seen no, it's not. You Wait, how much how much y'all down by? You got to understand how to read the room. Oh, man. We, I mean, we, More than three scores? For one of those, probably. But I think we kept it pretty tight in our losses. Ten points, you can do that if you're down by. Down by more than 21 in the fourth, you, you, you zip it up and get ready for the bus. Sure, but it, sometimes it's not about what the scoreboard says. It's what it feels like. And if, you just, if you're the person who don't nobody want to hear right now, <laughs> it don't matter if it's 10 points or 7 points. It's like, hey, get away from me. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody trying to hear that. No, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, during one of our pregame meals before a game, to show you uh, how much of a good um, mentality I had with sports, one of the guys asked me during our pregame meal, he's like, yo, Lubinsky, you going to block today? <laughs> And, wow. Because wow. I was an offensive lineman. Sure. And, I see um, it. And instead of being like, oh, shoot, man, sorry about that. Like, I'll, I'll do better. You know what I said to him? I'll think about it. Oh, yeah. See, so, yeah, I know they didn't like the you. I know they definitely <laughs> did not like you. <laughs> That's Ooh, the last thing you want to hear from your old lineman. That's crazy. I'll think about it. Anyways, uh, yeah, I guess those are some of the headlines of urination. All right, we, we already moved on from urination at this point. There's people that just got in their cars that are like, what the hell is he talking about? What's going on in this um, show? And I don't know that I have time to explain it to you. Uh, but those, <laughs> I guess, are some of your headlines on this Wednesday evening in the Metroplex on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, are the Cowboys getting enough credit? I got Blake maybe thinks that they aren't. We'll discuss it next on 105.3 The Fan. One more before we go. I mean, oh, actually, we'll have the final call coming up next, but... 
this is interesting. Obviously, we're in this time period where we mentioned it. The the Cowboys are you know in the portion of their schedule that's been a little soft. Now that it this is this game that's going to be played tomorrow against the Seattle Seahawks will be the third in twelve days, and I think that's really the more difficult part of this portion of the schedule, as opposed to the competition where it was Panthers, Commanders, and now Seahawks who probably looked a little bit better coming in um, a few weeks ago compared to where they look now. Um, But with that being the case, the Cowboys over the last six weeks have been playing incredible football, particularly over this stretch. Like, they've been playing incredible football. Offense, defense, special teams. um, It looks really good. But, of course, the conversation for the Cowboys is trying to figure out how much of that to believe, especially when you consider – the losses that they have put up, um, the ways in which the only you know the wins that they have are against teams that on their uh, on their win loss record they do not have five hundred a uh, five hundred wins or whew, a five hundred win Hopefully percentage. Hopefully, they don't got five hundred wins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that anybody has five hundred wins in this season alone. Um, <laughs> now, credit ends up being a conversation, and ultimately, you know these things will get worked out. They'll come out in the wash by the end of the year. But right in this moment, Blake. You feel like the Cowboys aren't getting their due. Why is that? Let me let me take a deep breath mm-hmm. before I just go off oh, on is, all is the it, Cowboys. It, all right, here we go. ISO! It's, 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 it's been boiling up. So I pay attention to what everyone's saying online. I see my Twitter feed, Instagram, YouTube, popular people, not popular people, all talking, and it is a very constant with what I see. Cowboys are doing good, and what does every single comment say? Well, they haven't beat a team over 500. And while, to a side piece, I do agree. But let's put it in context, guys. They've played two teams over 500. They don't make the schedule. So for where we're at right now, they've played only two teams that are over 500. They played the 49ers, national TV. They got dog walked. I'm not going to sit here and, and play it up. They yeah, didn't play well. You, you couldn't play it up. They, they, they just didn't play well from the let first me tell you, snap. Nobody just, would. Nobody would allow you they, to they do didn't, such a They thing. didn't look great. Eagles game. I thought Prescott, and I think the stats and the eye test would say, outplayed Jalen Hurts. But it seems like every time the Cowboys win, let's go the last couple games, they play Washington, win 45-10. to 10. They play Carolina, win 33-10. to 10. They play the, the New York Gi- Giants, 49-17. They play the Rams, 43-20. They play New England, 38-3. New York, both New York teams, 40-0, 30-10. And what is everyone's argument? Well, those, well, those teams just aren't good, so you're going to put up numbers like that against those teams. Oh, well, let's go to the 10-1 Philadelphia Eagles that everyone wants to crown in the NFC Championship game. How did they do against New England? 25-20? to 20? Jalen Hurts, 170 yards at one by five? Oh, maybe it was just a bad week. Let's go to Washington. Took overtime to only put up 300 yards by Hurts to win by three? They play Washington again. Last second game. Seven points it takes them to win. Oh, they play the Rams. They win by one score or 23-14. So my point being is we love to say when the Cowboys beat a team, it's, oh, they should beat them. Well, that, that's what should happen. You're supposed to beat the bad teams. But when the 10-1 and one Eagles, when, when the Chiefs, when they beat them and they win a close game, doesn't matter who the opponent is, they won. They won the game. That's all that matters. But how the Cowboys win, who they beat matters. So I'm just real fed up with every time that the Cowboys get a W, the goalpost moves. I understand the playoffs is what matters. And I agree. And we're going to see in these next five weeks – when they play Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and then obviously Washington, we're not really worried about. But those five games, that's going to be the Cowboys season. That's, we're going to see who they are, and I completely understand that. 
but let's put it in context, people. We're only talking about right now, week to week. If you have your eyeballs on a television, you cannot say truthfully that the Cowboys have not looked like the best, if not one of the best NFL teams week in and week out in the last couple of weeks. And that's all I'm trying to say. Like, to, to have some stats to back it up, second in, pass, in passing grade, 89.8. Fourth in receiving grade, 79.8. Second in pass rush grade, 90.6. Is this uh, pro football, uh, PFF? Pro, PFF. Pro football focus? Love them. Fourth in coverage grade, 90.7. And then we all know, I said it on the other show, Dak Prescott, highest-rated quarterback this season. Oh, but he's he, he's playing the commanders. Did Jalen Hurts play the commanders? I think so. Did he, did he have that grade? No, so I'm tired of this point that, oh, it's because of that. And Dak Prescott has sat out more fourth quarters than any single player this season that's active. He sat out seven fourth quarters. So he's not even stat padding. He's not putting up the insane yards and going to be leading all the stat categories because he doesn't have to play in these fourth quarters. What is Jalen Hurts having to do? He's going to have to get tush-pushed at the one-yard line against a Washington, against a New York, against these teams late in games. So I'm tired of this narrative that, oh, it's who they're playing. Other NFL teams play them, and these guys still get paid big bucks to go beat the Cowboys. I promise you, week in and week out, I don't care who they are. They can be the one and nine Panthers. They are going to beat the Cowboys. They are trying to beat them. They are not rolling their helmets on. Well, Cowboys got a better record than us. We're not going to try. That is their big time to show their family, show their friends, show their coaches that they're meant to be on an NFL roster. They're still trying. And people bring their best when they come to Jerry World, when they're trying to play them. So you better believe Seattle's going to do it. Philly's, Philly's going to do it. Like These are going to be intense games, and hopefully the narrative will die. And I already see it coming now. Well, the Seahawks are 6-5, and five and they're 1-3 and three in the last four games. So if they beat them, that's nothing. So point being, you can't win until you do it big. Until until we go five and zero right here and take out all these tougher teams over five hundred, and that's all that matters is whatever your record is. As soon as we beat them, it'll be a new narrative. Well, Seattle's not good, and, and Philly had just lost this game, and Buffalo has Josh Allen with picks, and Miami is the same team, and Detroit lost on Thanksgiving. So, Cowboys fans, my I'm talking to myself as well. You know, take a deep breath. There's nothing you can do until we win the Super Bowl. There's going to be naysayers, and even when we do that, there'll be a reason that they say. There, that, that wasn't true, that it wasn't meant to be. So take a deep breath. The goalposts will always move when it comes to being that star on your helmet. And Cowboys for the Super Bowl, uh, Dad, Dad, Dad Prescott is going to win it all. That's all I got to say. Reg? That's like, which is funny because I don't think he'll be a father until after this. this don't matter. He's, he's Jalen Hurts' daddy. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, no, I look, I hear you, and I, I feel some of that because I, I – I understand the instances where you go, look at the the competition. The thing particularly about this year is... They don't make the schedule. Well, yes. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Let me turn uh, off my mic. Yeah, No, no, you're good. Keep your mic on. Uh, I was just like, I didn't even... I was about to start. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Uh, no, is... Look, man, all these teams that we would consider good have at least one loss that you look at their schedule and you go, hey, wait a minute. Why is that the case? And the thing that I have not been able or that I've cons- consistently held on to, right, is that good, bad teams don't what bad teams the way that the Cowboys have. And so, like, one of the things for me is we could always point to the Arizona game, but the thing that gives me a little bit of solace when it comes to this Cowboys team is I'm, I'm not just doing the basic quantitative analysis of here was the score, here are the points. I'm also like doing like the qualitative look at how is this team playing? And of course, mm-hmm. like there are quantities that are in there, you know, the various metrics that are utilized, EPA and, you know, QBR and all these other things that are going to come up. And one thing that is very evident is that this is, this is a different offense at the very least 
than the offense that we saw early on in the season, especially mm-hmm. the ones that we saw, you know, against Arizona, the particularly the one we saw against uh, the Niners, right? This offense is significantly more capable of playing against big teams. Now, we're going to have to see it in work, but I think there is room to maybe even have concerns about if this team is capable of competing at the highest level where they're supposed to, but still give them credit for being a very, very good team thus far um, in this season, the ways that they, they can go and that they can you know, really command the offense, and now the run game is actually starting to look a little bit better. I'd like to see it continue to progress. Uh, the defense and the ways in which they can create turnovers and they can create pressure and all those things, like all of those things can be given credit for to this uh, to this Cowboys team. And so with that being the case, like I do think that there's there's room to give the Cowboys their due. What week do they play the, the Niners? One, two, three, four. Week five. Week five. So. I remember because we started the season, everybody was had circled week five, right? So pretty much every naysayer, every all that, they're just stuck literally like it's still week five. Well, the Cowboys got blown up by the Niners week five. I agree. We've talked about it. They didn't play good. And like Reggie just said, that's not the same team. Watch how the offense is performing. They're not the only team. They are the only team blowing out these opponents, how they're blowing them out. Not Every other team is not beating teams by 30 every time they play them. So I just don't understand why we're stuck on that. I get it. Like, the Cowboys are a big-picture team. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if you beat the Chargers and the Rams and the Giants, and I agree with that. I agree that it doesn't make a big deal long picture because you got to do stuff in the playoffs. But all we can do is look at it day by day. I'm not saying – I know I did say it a minute ago, but realistically, I'm not saying because they beat Carolina Washington that they're Super Bowl favorites. You still got to win the big ones. But let's not – let's look in a micro sense that they are playing good football. People literally still don't want to give them credit even this week. They're saying that – I've heard plenty of people saying they're yeah. going to lose to the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I don't like the dismiss – like being too dismissive of the quality of play that they're putting yes. up right now. And I, I, I will give you as much room to like have your questions of, does this stand up against a certain caliber of team? Mm-hmm. But they are playing good football. And I think there's credit to go around, particularly for Dak Prescott, for other players that are going around, and also Mike McCarthy for like making those adjustments. Obviously, various other people on the staff, right? Obviously, Al Harris in the ways. Um, there's, there's a lot of credit to be given, to be doled out. Um, and of course, we'll we'll get to those points where the the remaining tests will give us better uh, better opportunities to evaluate what's happening further. Uh, it's the get right right here on one oh five three. The fan appreciate you, Blake. I hope that was therapeutic for you. I had to sound off. My throat is killing me, but I had to get that out. Shout out everyone. You're great. I love you. We still got to come back for the final. Yeah, call. We, we got one. <laughs> we want one more. It's, all that's left is the final call, and we'll do that next on the fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. And Ross Lebinski on the ones and twos. Thank you for rolling with us on this Wednesday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, we got you for just this one more segment um, and get you ready for uh, Seahawks uh, Cowboys tomorrow. That'll be right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. Um, shout out to Lasso on the Twitch who said that they're watching Clippers, uh, Clippers Kings. They said Kawhi stole my hairdo, which honestly, I, I wonder if that's James Harden. Mm. And I realized this, I don't know, maybe a few days, maybe actually like last week, because, uh, there's been a few instances. If you have not seen me, I, I, I keep a pretty full beard. I call him Jalen Brown when he has the beanie on. And yeah, I've, I've, I've been, I've had people. Lucius being like the, the chief of those uh, who have said I look like Jalen Brown. But I've also had people say I kind of look like James Harden. I think it's mostly because I've had the beard. Um, 
But I mean, it hasn't really been. I, I look the beard. I get it, but I don't. I don't really feel like I see the resemblance. However, I braided my hair, and people were like, "Oh yeah, there it is." And so, like, I I did this particular hair hairstyle, um, just to kind of switch it up. Oh, he's getting recently. Nice look. Just trying to kind of put it on the on the Twitch or the YouTube if you happen to be looking there. If you can't see, it's just kind of some cornrows with like a little like zigzag in between uh, a couple of them. And if you have seen James Harden recently, he has happened to go with a, a similar braiding hairstyle. And so it's like the beard and a similar braids. And people are like, oh, man, you look like you look like James Harden. I'm like, damn, I didn't try and do that. This was happened completely independent. It happens. And so they still in your flow, Reg. Yeah, but he's he, he makes a lot more money doing speaking it. of people changing up their look. Luca was rocking the stash for a little bit. Yeah, that was that, that was weird. He looked like a uh, he looked like a sheriff, sheriff's county deputy or sheriff's. Yeah, I like that. Okay, there we go. Star Look, on the for badge. some reason it came out of my mouth sounding weird, but it was the right it was the right words. I think it was yeah. a lot faster than I anticipated. Yeah, but yes, he he had the stash with like the light beard. I saw it in person yesterday. It is shaved. I I was thinking the aura was going to be gone, but then he dropped forty one for Dirk. So no, yeah, no stash, stash. It don't matter. Yeah, I don't know what the stash was about per se, but um, no shave November. There you go. Um, now you mentioned that game, and obviously the actual win against the the Rockets was good because it you know showed that the Ma- Mavericks had uh, the possibility of really tearing apart a very good defense. Mm, the the number the one defense. There you go. Um, and they were able to rise to the occasion. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, real or sorry, not Kawhi Leonard. I was like, was that he was in the game? I Kyrie wasn't, Irving really sorry. wasn't paying attention. Sorry, watching watching a game. Mention Kawhi Leonard. Um, I need my brain to really stay sharp on this one because it's, I'm starting to lose it if you can't tell. But uh, Kyrie Irving really showed up late in this game. Yes, and he did. It's one of those things where Kyrie hasn't necessarily gone off as as much as you would want him to thus far in the season. And it was nice to see him in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter really, you know, turn up and give you that additional scoring punch that was necessary to get over uh, the Houston Rockets. I, I think what we're seeing, especially early, is we're seeing these spurts of Kyrie where Luka will either be on the bench or he's kind of like deferring to Kyrie, bringing the ball up and kind of run the offense. Kyrie will just go on it where he'll score nine points in a row unconscious in like 45 seconds. Score, get a steal, score again, hit a three, get a loose ball. He's he's very active on like the fast break and the transition and getting loose balls and getting out in front of the ball before the defense can get set up. And I think we see this. I want for it to be where we get to the point where they're both fluidly. I saw it a little bit in the fourth quarter where they're running a little bit of a, a little bit of a two man, a little bit of a two man game where Luca and Kyrie were setting screens for each other. And I'm like, if that can work, what do you do? If you have Kyrie coming off the screen with Luca setting it, are you gonna go under? You could have Luca pop. You could have him roll. So yeah, having those guys run pick and roll together is something that we had anticipated maybe seeing, and we hadn't seen a ton of it. So it's nice to see some mm-hmm. of that also pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, seeing the stuff on the court was nice. And then we got a little bit of fireworks afterwards. Oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. I've been waiting for this. Let's go. Uh, and so, friend of the show, uh, Tim McMahon, uh, you know, big time Mavs, uh, you know, Mavs beat. Well, I guess he's not on the beat necessarily, but he he does cover the Mavs a decent amount. And I guess Jason Kidd decided to direct this ire at Tim McMahon. I don't know if this was specifically Tim McMahon or Tim McMahon was the vessel that he could speak to the entirety of, you know, all the people that are covering the Mavs, maybe not necessarily being the most positive. 
How many expletives could you count in that? Yeah, there's a few of them. And what's funny is, like, there's a lot of people that said they haven't heard. Like, LeBron mentioned it. Uh, that he that he didn't think he had heard Jason Kidd cuss ever. I mean, I was thinking about it. I was like, I've definitely heard Jason Kidd cuss. I just, I, I, de- I don't think I've heard him, like, use that much. Yes. And I was at the press conference when this happened. I'm about one seat to the right behind Tim when he asked this. And the overall press conference was very light. They sure. just won. Everyone was asking happy, positive questions. And when that question was asked, you saw Jason Kidd directly beat his eyes right at Tim. And it was it was almost like he was ready for this. He knew. Oh, so the, he was he was waiting for the he opportunity. He was waiting for this. And, and this was like a, I don't know if he, this, it, Tim is not the only person that's ever said anything negative about the Mavs. So obviously he's talking about more people, but Tim was the guy in the room and Tim can take the heat. Oh, yeah, and, no, this is not going to change a single no. thing about the way Tim McMahon And so he uh, went right it. at him, and he let him have it, and everyone right after the set was just kind of like, well, that was an all-time press conference. That was the most emotion we've seen from Jason Kidd. Yeah, what's funny is, like, Jason Kidd exists in this space where I'm like, you never know if he's being, like, entirely serious or kidding in some ways. Very tricky guy. Uh, and so that one, like, the expletives would lead me to believe, oh, he meant that with all of his heart and most of his kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like, he still kind of had some of that jokey tone, and all of everybody in the press room seemed to be like was laughing about it, and so like they kind of heard it with a certain tone that was kind of funny, and so I don't know that kind of that kind of made me wonder like how do I frame this necessarily? I mean, yeah, it was a joking tone, but I I think but there, he meant that, but he definitely <laughs> meant it. Like there was definitely like. Usually, and I was the person that was going to go next. I was about to ask about Dante Exum's minutes right after that. Yeah. And I was like, mm, Blake, probably not the best time. And then he walked off in the press conference. He like, really did. He was, it like, was this very, is over now. It was very obvious halfway through that question that this was the last question that's going to be asked tonight. Like, <laughs> you felt it in the room. No other reporter. Everyone was just looking like, all right, this this is it right here. And it got, it got a little heated. Fun, though. Somebody said maybe the Cuban thing, he wasn't feeling too well that night. No, this this seemed to be entirely about the way that the team is covered, which yeah. I guess let me ask you this, Blake. Just from your perspective, do you feel like it's been like largely or overly negative covering these Mavs this year? Because they did start out well, but the defense has been the focal point. We've talked about it here. It seems like anybody who has talked about the Mavs has focused on the fact that the defense is not where it needs to be. Um, do you feel like it's been overly negative? I mean, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm a positive poly. I search for positive stuff, but I think you can constructively critique people. And I see our friends Nick and Tim, they constructively critique, you know, Mavs Twitter. You don't even if you win or if you lose, how can this team get better? Same we do with the Cowboys. I haven't seen too much like all negativity, but when a team loses and they've had didn't make the play in last year, you don't want to trend negatively in the in the bad direction. So you're trying to figure out what can we do? What what is the reason we're not the number one seed? And that's what comes with being in a winning town. But me personally, I don't I'm not a big like negative reader. And when I see something like that, I'm trying to find the positive out of it. You can still constructively critique people, but you know, some people take stuff differently. And <laughs> Jason wasn't too happy. And you're you're he's inside of this, right? And I guess some of this is also this he's defending his team and his players. And I wonder if this well I'm not even wonder. I imagine this is some of why players seem to, you know, ride for Jason Kidd. I think that some of the ways in which maybe you could view coverage as negative is the positive things feel like a given, right? I feel mm, like anytime mm, I talk about the Mavericks, mm. like, yeah, but we knew that we knew the offense was supposed to be there and now, right? Like, we know Luke is going to do this and now. And so, like, we don't spend the time doing going like, hey, 
look at how incredible this offense is because we kind of like that was the given. That wasn't that wasn't a concern. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how we'll see if these things continue to pop up. I, I need a link on my stuff. I guess so. I'll be like, hey, I'm talking about you positively. Like like he cares. And so. we'll also see what this team does come Friday when they face off against the Grizzlies. I imagine there'll be positive coverage after that one. Uh, but we appreciate <laughs> you guys rocking with us here on the Get Right. On this Wednesday evening, Blake, appreciate you. Sir. Ross, on the ones and twos, thank you, sir. Uh, we got you, or we don't have you tomorrow because Cowboys take on the Seahawks right here on your home of the Cowboys. Pre-game starts at 4. Make sure you keep it locked on 105 through the fan. 5.30 a.m., Sean and RJ will start getting you ready for that game in particular, and we'll take you all the way up to kickoff right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fan. Uh, but until then, y'all be easy. Peace! Shout out my mama!